This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, I've been promising this show for a while, and now it is here. It is Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023, and tomorrow is the start of the 2023 baseball season. So today, I break it all down for you. I'll give you every division one through five. I'll tell you who's going to win the divisions, who's going to get in the wild card. I got some surprises. I got MVP picks, Cy Young and Rookie of the Year, including especially with uh, Cy Young and MVP. I got some long shot picks for you that you might want to consider investing. It's the bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of the Bet Rivers Network. The baseball preview is coming up right now. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, folks, a lot to get into. And whenever people do this, do baseball previews. They always start with the East, right? Because we're going East to West, and that's it. It's East Coast bias, and I would know that as someone who grew up on the East Coast, and even though I don't live on the East Coast anymore, I'm still in the Eastern time zone. Much to Monzo's confusion, I think he's finally figured out that Cleveland's in the Eastern time zone. It only took him uh, 12 and a half years. But uh, we're all happy now. We're in the Eastern time zone, but I'm not going to start with the East Coast bias. We're going to go Central, West, and then East in the American League and the National League. Let's begin in the American League Central, where the big news of the day yesterday was that the the Guardians had signed Andres Jimenez to a contract extension. That contract extension, seven years, $106 million, with an eighth-year team option. If you look at Andres Jimenez at age 25, and the fact that they're getting a, a guy who was an all-star and it finished, I believe, sixth for the MVP last year in the American League at 15, just a, a pinch over $15 million a year, I think that bodes really well for the Guardians. The Guardians have been an organization that has not signed big contracts. And in the last 12 months and change, they've signed the two biggest French, uh, contracts in franchise history. Last year, the biggest one, extending Jose Ramirez. This year, the second biggest one, in extending Andre Jimenez. I have heard uh, that the Guardians may be close to an extension with Tristan McKenzie, although he is dealing with an injury right now. You wonder if that holds it up. Also, Trevor Steffen, a uh, good young relief pitcher that they have. They've already locked up Emmanuel Classe, their closer. Long term, they've done a lot of smart moves here, getting guys. I, I think Stephen Kwan could be next on the board, too a guy who had a tremendous rookie season. I think he finished third, third or fourth in the rookie of the year in the American League last year. And before I break down the American League East, I just kind of wanted to revisit. You know, often, as baseball fans, we want superstars, right? We always want the sexy name. We want to spend the big money. The reality is that superstars, unlike in basketball and football, don't guarantee you anything. Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball. 
Mike Trout has been the best player in baseball. They're on the same team. They haven't won anything. That's not their fault. They're doing their part. Shohei Otani, especially the last two years, has been phenomenal. Better than you could have ever imagined. Mike Trout's Mike Trout. He's missed some time due to injury the last couple of years, but when he's played, he's still been great. But if you don't have a team around him, the superstars don't matter. You can't you can't do it all. The Yankees signed Aaron Judge to a massive contract. He carried that whole lineup last year. We'll get into the Yankees a little bit later. But revisit, you know, you think about the trade when there's a blockbuster trade where a superstar gets traded. Often those trades in the short term work out for the team that gets a superstar. And in the long term, who knows? For all, as excited as we get about these massive deals, most of them, if you look at some of the biggest contracts in the history of baseball, most of them did not turn out well for the team. Because usually you're paying for what a guy has already done and not what a guy will will soon do. And even if you get a couple of good years, the back end of those contracts are usually bad. I think signing Andres Jimenez, who is ascending as a player, is really smart. And if you look at it, and I put this tweet out yesterday, so I'll read I'll read my own tweet. I don't know if that's a little cheesy to do, but I, I will read my own tweet. Um, if you compare, you know, remember the, the Guardians traded uh, Francisco Lindor to the Mets for... Andre Jimenez, who's been great. Ahmed Rosario has been great. Two minor leaguers who you know, haven't gotten to the big leagues yet. Who knows if they will. Now, Rosario could end up leaving at the end of this year. He's got one year left on his deal. But obviously, Jimenez is now going to be basically a lifelong guardian. And, and Jimenez, if you look at war, has been just as good as Lindor for the last two years. In fact, last year he was better. Uh, and then if you look at it from a financial standpoint, by trading Lindor, it allowed them to open up money to sign Jose Ramirez, and then eventually Andres Jimenez. But this is this is what I put up yesterday. And uh, combined, the Cleveland Guardians have signed Jose Ramirez and Andres Jimenez, both seven-year extensions, for a total of $247.5 million. The Mets paid Francisco Lindor 10 years, $341 million. So if you look at it, um, Lindor's getting what thirty four million a year, whereas Jimenez and Ramirez are getting way less than that between them. And first of all, Jose Ramirez by himself is better than Francisco Lindor. Now, maybe if you're not a, a diehard baseball fan, and maybe if you're only a Met or Yankee fan, and you live in your New York bubble, you don't realize that. But Jose Ramirez is better than Francisco Lindor. There's really no argument otherwise. There really isn't. Uh, Andre Jimenez, I would I would still say Lindor's better than Jimenez because Lindor's done it longer, but Lindor's five years older than Jimenez. The, the, ba- the back end of that Lindor contract is going to be awful. The back end of the Ramirez and Jimenez deals, they're not too old, especially Jimenez. So really, sh- uh, the Guardians won that trade big time, especially because at least in theory, the guard, the Mets could have signed host, uh, Francisco Lindor for just money. There's no reason the Mets have deep pockets. They could have signed him anyway without trading two really good players to get him. That all being said, we circle back to the Guardians, who are my uh, prediction to win the American League Central. Now, I really thought about this because a lot of times when a team over uh, – over exceeds expectations as the guardians did last year 
Um, it, you know, I thought the Guardians were going to be a 500 team last year, honestly. And that didn't happen, right? They were way better than that. They won over 90 games. They had a great season. And sometimes there's regression when it's a bunch of young players. And that may happen. You know, Oscar Gonzalez, who's the starting right fielder, I'm a little concerned with regression from him. Certainly, Andre Jimenez might have some regression. But Jose Ramirez played the whole second half of the year with an injury. Josh Bell, good player, added to the middle of the lineup. Not great, but a good player. They've also upgraded a catcher. Now, they've lost uh, Tristan McKenzie, which is why I was a little, you know, I thought about, do I bump up the team I got in second? Ultimately, though, the Guardians are so deep in pitching. They have such a deep bullpen. They have three top prospects that are either major league ready or borderline major league ready at starting pitcher. And they they draft and develop pitchers along with the Rays as well as anybody. Dodgers, those are probably the three best teams at drafting and developing pitchers. So I'm going to stick with the Guardians to win the Central. I think they'll win a few less games than they won last year, but ultimately it's enough. Now, a lot of people think the White Sox are going to win the American League Central. I am not one of those people. In fact, I don't even have the White Sox finishing second. The Minnesota Twins, who outside of 2021 have been a pretty reliable team, uh, are my choice to finish second. I'll tell you later uh, if I think they're going to get in the wild card. Now, I do have some concerns about their starting rotation. I like the addition of Pablo Lopez. We know Sonny Gray, when he's not a Yankee, is good. The rest of their rotation is okay. But the one thing the Twins have is they don't have anybody terrible in their rotation. Now, I'm a little concerned about the depth and their mid-rotation. Like I said, I don't love it, but I really like their lineup. I've been waiting. I think we've all been waiting for Byron Buxton to put together a full season where he can stay healthy. And maybe I'm crazy to believe it's going to happen. But I, I'm going to say Byron Buxton, even if he doesn't play the whole season, um, will play enough that he'll be a huge factor and could be an MVP candidate. If he plays the whole season and the Twins make the playoffs, he could be an MVP candidate. I like some of their young bats. Obviously, I love Carlos Correa coming back. And the back end of their bullpen with the addition of Jorge Lopez from the Orioles last year, uh, I, I think... Their bullpen's a little underrated. I think it's a bullpen to keep an eye on this year. I think they have some interesting arms out there. I got the Twins in second. The White Sox got to show me. They're a weird team. They have a lot of talent. They always seem to have bad chemistry, and that was with Jose Abreu. Now they've lost Jose Abreu. Uh, I think it's a big loss to this team. They're relying on a whole lot of young hitters. I think they overpaid Andrew Benatendi. Um. Obviously, they've got a good rotation, but Liam Hendricks is dealing with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was their best reliever. We obviously wish him well. I don't know when he's going to pitch. I don't know if he's going to pitch. And I think their bullpen, I don't like some of the arms as much as I do the Twins' bullpen. I like their rotation a little more than the Twins, but I like the Twins' lineup better, and I like the Twins' bullpen better which is why I've got the White Sox in third. The Tigers and Royals, neither team really worth talking about. They're awful. They've both been rebuilding for a number of years. They both have to continue rebuilding. Uh, the Royals are, you know, a total disaster. The Tigers, I think Spencer Torkelson, who was the first overall pick a few years ago and was a disappointment in his first season last year, I think in year two he's being forgotten now. I think he'll uh, have a good year. 
I think Javi Baez will bounce back his second year in Detroit, but they got no pitching. Kansas City's got a little pitching, but no line. They both stink. They'll both lose 90-plus games. I'll take the Tigers fourth and the Royals fifth. All right, first big surprise in the American League. How about the Astros not winning the division? Yes. Now, maybe you'll come back to me in a couple of months and say, Paul, you're an idiot. How could you have picked the Astros not to win the division? And I might turn out to be an idiot. But what would life be if every prediction was by the book? I'm not a chalk guy. I mean, I did some chalk things, but not here. Even though the Astros won their division by 16 games last year, I am going with the Seattle Mariners. Yes, the same Seattle Mariners who made the playoffs for the first time in over two decades, longest drought in baseball last year. I am very high on this Mariner team for a number of reasons. I think they're pitching. You know, the Astros have had this big edge in pitching for a lot of years. That's been the biggest difference in this division is the pitching. Well, the Astros, Justin Verlander is gone. He's with the Mets. Lance McCullers is injured. I don't know when we're, you know, who knows when we're going to see him and how effective he's going to be. Now, we know the Astros, another team that develops pitching well. Framber Valdez became, a, you know, an all-star last year. I like Christian Javier, and I like uh, Jose Arquitty. Hunter Brown's a good prospect, of course, but he's dealing with a little injury right now. I think there's some weakness in the back end of their rotation. And the lineup, which has been reliable, and they've obviously added Jose Abreu. Listen, the top five in the lineup is great. But I think there's some major question marks about the back end of the lineup. Left field, center field, second base. With the Remember, Altuve is going to miss half the season. And at catcher Maldonado, you know, he is what he is. He's a good defensive player, not much of a hitter. So while I like the front end, although I think there'll be some regression from Jeremy Pena, Sorry, Monzo. I know you got him on his fa- and your fantasy team. Hopefully, I'll be wrong on that. Uh, I just think the Astros are not as deep as they've been in years past, and that opens the door for a Mariners team that I really, really like. If you look at Seattle, first of all, Luis Castillo came to Seattle last year in a trade. Uh, he was great there. Robbie Ray, free agent signing last year, got up to a rocky start, and then he pitched great. Logan Gilbert, a tremendous young pitcher. George Kirby, another young. I, their rotation is really good. I love their one through four as much as any team in baseball. Well, what about the lineup? Well, Julio Rodriguez is one of the best young players in baseball. They acquired Teoscar Hernandez, a very underrated player. Big fan of his. I think A.J. Pollock was a good addition as well. Even Eugenio Suarez, good addition. Cal Raleigh, their catcher, good prospect. I like him. Now, can Jared Kelnick put it all together this year? We'll see. If he does, their lineup could be really, really good. Uh, like Ty France, Colton Wong, another good addition. I, You know, a lot of those names aren't sexy, but they're good players. We talked about it. You know, the Angels have a couple superstars, and they got a bunch of scrubs. The Mariners don't have as many superstars, like they're, but their lineup is filled with guys I think are good, solid major league players. And sometimes it's good to have a bunch of guys like that. I like the depth on their bench. They've got a good, you know, decent backup catcher and some interesting bats. Good bullpen. Paul Seawall did a great job last year. Um, Andres Munoz, a hard thrower. Diego Castillo, a veteran. This young guy, Penn Murphy, pitched well for them. I I just, they got a depth of of a bullpen that I like. So I'm going to go with the Mariners in first and the Astros in second. I'm taking the Rangers to finish third. 
I like their pitching. I don't trust Jacob DeGrom to stay healthy for all year. Angels fourth. The A's might be the worst team, one of the worst teams I've ever seen on paper. They are absolutely hideous. Um, Monzo, you there? I am here. Okay. Can you name... I don't mean to, you know, make you, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything because I think most people couldn't. Can you name one guy in the A's starting lineup? Seth, Seth Brown. All right, you did it. And you play fantasy baseball. And it still was a little bit of a struggle. This is their projected opening day lineup. Tony Kemp leading off. He's terrible. Aledmiz Diaz, a journeyman utility guy. Seth Brown, who you mentioned, hitting third. Young player. Okay, he's not bad. Jesus Aguilar, journeyman veteran, hitting cleanup. Jace Peterson, journeyman veteran, hitting cleanup. Ramon Laureano, guy who's been a, a guy with potential. He's okay. The re- yeah, they do have a young kid, Asteri Ruiz, who's a good prospect. Their lineup is trash. Well, you think, okay, well, at least they'll have good pitching. No, they won't have good pitching. They got a guy from Japan, Shintaro Fujinami, who a lot of people think is going to be real good, have a lot of strikeouts. But he's also got some command issues, which is not going to keep him in games long. The rest of the Kyle Mueller is going to be starting for them on opening day. Their bullpen is a major. I mean, they have nothing. This team, Jerry's Familia was cut by the Diamondbacks, not a good team. And he's probably their setup guy. He might even close for them. He got cut a few days ago by a team that's not good. The A, I, I think the A's could lose like 115 games. That's how bad I think they are. I really think they're one of the worst teams I've ever seen on paper. Now, maybe they have a bunch of young guys that come break on the scene. It's a different story. I look like an idiot. I think on paper, it's one of the worst teams I've ever seen. They're finishing last. Now, the biggest shocker in the American League East, where I have the Yankees, and I will be the only person in America that will pick this, I bet. The Yankees finishing in third place and out of the playoffs, not even a wild card. And let me tell you why. The Yankees, led by the most overrated general manager in the history of baseball and an overrated manager, their lineup last year was not very good. Has it gotten better? It's the same lineup. Now, you have the kid Anthony Volpe, first-round pick a few years ago, played great in spring training and won the job. He's a big question mark. Nobody was expecting him to be in the big leagues this year. Spring training proves nothing. Now, I'm not saying he's going to suck, but I don't think he's revolutionizing this roster. They're an old team. DJ LeMahieu, 35. Anthony, or will be 35 soon. This is the age they will turn this season. LeMahieu, 35. Rizzo, 34. Stanton, 34. Donaldson, 37. Hicks, 34. Those are some most of their key lineup guys. They're old. They're injury prone. Garrett Cole's going to be 33 this year. They've already got Harrison Bader, Frankie Montes, Carlos Rodon, Luis Severino, and three key bullpen guys, Scott F. Ross, Tommy Canely, and Lou Trevino, all on the all, all on the DL to start the season. Nine guys total on the injured list to start the year. It's an old team. I don't like their pen. I know Clay Holmes did a nice job early. He fell apart. He's not a trustworthy closer. 
Jonathan Losigas never fully put it together. I do like Michael King. That's the one guy out there I think is really good, and I think he could end up being their closer. I don't like the rest of their pen at all. And if they're they were to me, it was all about the pitching. If Severino, Rodon, and Montes were all healthy with Cole and Cortez, okay, maybe they, the pitching carries them. But those guys are not. Now I don't know when they're going to be ready. Even Cortez didn't pitch much in spring training because he had a minor injury. Now, if Severino and Rodon come back in two weeks, maybe the Yankees will be better than I expected. But it's an old team. It's an injury-prone team. It's an overrated team. It's an overhyped team. Aaron Judge is the star. Aaron Hicks is a weakness. Catcher, whatever. Volpe's a question mark. Donaldson, in my opinion, is going over the cliff this year. Gleyber Torres, nice player, overrated. Stanton, when he's healthy, Still can hit for power. He's a one-dimensional player. They got him playing the field. You got Giancarlo Stanton playing the field. Good luck. DJ LeMahieu going downhill. I I just don't believe in the Yankees. I love the Blue Jays this year. Love the Blue Jays. Now, here's my, and I'll tell you early, my Cy Young pick in the American League. Alex Manoa. This kid, big, strong, powerful. Love this kid. 11th overall pick by the Blue Jays in 2019. Alex Manoa last year had a tremendous season. I think this year he's even better, and I think he will lead this team to the playoffs, lead this team to a division title. I mean, he's built like you want to – I mean, he's a big dude. For some reason, I think of like a right-handed CeCe Sabathia when I see this guy pitch. Um. Last year, he had a 220 ERA, 196 innings, 180 strikeouts, finished third in the Cy Young. This year, he goes all the way. Since coming to the big leagues in 2021, he's made 51 starts, has a 260 ERA, a 101 whip. For those who don't know, whip is walks and hits divided by innings pitched. If you got a 110 as a starter, you're doing great. He's got a 101 and was 099 last year. You, I, I He cut down his walk rate last year from 3.2 to 2.3. He keeps it there. I think the strikeout rate goes up. I think he'll be a, 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 a five-to-one strikeout-to-walk guy. This guy's going to be dominant, but he's not the only one in that Blue Jays rotation. Obviously, Kevin Gossman has put it all together. He had a great season last year. Chris Bassett, it didn't end well in New York, but he had a great season last year. Now, he's older, but as a third starter. And then Jose Barrios had a huge disappointing year in his first year with Toronto. I think he bounces back, and as a fourth starter, great. My only concern, love their lineup. Love the lineup. Dalton Varsho, I thought that was a great trade. The top three with Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero, fantastic. Alejandro Kirk, one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. Great defense on the corners. Uh, great defense at, at, the, at the hot corner, I should say, with Matt Chapman, who's a really good hitter, too. Brandon Belt, veteran presence. Whit Merrifield to play every day this year. Kiermaier, they're good defensively. They're good offensively. Good starting pitching. My only concern about the Blue Jays, I don't love their pen. But they have money to spend. They need, you know, maybe they go get a, a, you know, Jordan Romano, pretty good, pretty good. 
I would like a more short thing at closer. Maybe they make a move, but they got some interesting arms out there. I think that's where they need an addition. They'll do it during the season. I love the Blue Jays. I never bet against the Tampa Bay Rays. I've learned that a long time ago. I got the Rays finishing second. I think Randy Arozarena could be a surprise MVP candidate. I think he, he's been inconsistent. When he's hot, big spots, guy's the best. He's up and down. Their lineup's got some holes, no doubt, but I love their pitching. They added Zach Eflin to go with, obviously, McClanahan, who was a Cy Young candidate. Jeffrey Springs had a great year last year. Love Drew Rasmussen. Just love the way they develop arms. Their bullpen may not have one guy who's going to get a million saves, but every guy in that pen is good. We talked about that earlier with the um, the Mariners lineup. Like maybe not a lot of superstars outside of Rodriguez. Good players up and down. That's what I like. That's for me with the Rays pen. Uh, listen, this American League East. Part of the reason I don't have the Yankees making the playoffs because I got them third. And I think the East is so good. The Orioles are going to be decent. The Red Sox will be better. I think it's possible all five teams finish between like 91 and 80 wins. I I love the American League East. So to wrap the American League, and I got to keep it moving here because we're already 25 minutes in. (laughs) Um, I got the Blue Jays, Rays, Yankees, Orioles, Red Sox. My wild card teams are the Astros, the Twins, and the Rays. So no Yankees in the playoffs. I've got the Blue Jays beating the Guardians in the American League Championship Series and the Blue Jays getting to the World Series. Now, to the National League Central. Not much of a debate who's going to win the National League Central. I thought it was the easiest division to pick, and that's the Cardinals. I really don't have a good case for anybody else. I do have a surprise second-place team that I'll get to. I do, and that's the Cubs. Uh, now, some may say, "Well, you're biased. You, you, you're a Cubs fan." Trust me, I'm the I'm the most critical of the Cubs. Uh, I'm picking the Cubs to finish second more because not that I think they're that good. I just think you know the Pirates and Reds stink, and I think the Brewers are going backwards this year. So I like what the Cubs did this offseason. I don't have them making the playoffs. I only have I, the Cardinals is the only team in the Central making the playoffs. I think the Cubs will finish second with like 83 wins, like. I don't think they're going to be that good, but I think they'll pop ahead of the Brewers. The Brewers, to me, obviously, you know, you got Burns and Woodruff at the top of the rotation, but, um, you know, Burns was was ticked about the whole um, arbitration thing, and and I I don't know. I just – it's kind of a bad vibe with Milwaukee – they they obviously they traded Hater last year. Devin Williams is a nice pitcher, but there's a lot of question marks. A great pitcher, great reliever, a lot of question marks in the rest of that pitch in that bullpen. Their lineup I don't like at all. Um, Rowdy Tellez had a nice season last year. Christian Yelich is not the player he was. Now, Willie Adamas is is fine. They might have William Contreras, Jesse Winker, and Luis Urias as their middle of the lineup. I mean, that's not good. So I think people will get, I think most people pick the Brewers second because of Burns and Woodruff and, you know, Freddie Peralta pitched well for them last year. I don't think it's enough. I think the Cubs have, while not as good in the starting rotation as Milwaukee, I do think the Cubs lineup is going to be significantly better this year. I like a lot of the veterans they brought in and keep an eye on this Hayden Wesneski for the Cubs could be a long shot candidate for, uh, rookie of the year in the National League. Uh, I really, he's got 
dominant stuff and will have a ton of strikeouts. The Cubs' problem is their rotation is a bunch. We'll see about Wes Neski, who's be their fifth starter to start the year. He has potential to be better. Their other starters are all number three starters. Marcus Stroman, Justin Steele, Jamison Tyone, Drew Smiley, all fine pitchers, but they're all number threes. But I do like the Cubs lineup, and their de- think about their defense. You got Tucker Barnhart and Jan Gomes behind the plate, both excellent. In the middle of the infield, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson. It'd be hard to be better than that. And in center field, Cody Bellinger. Now, will he bounce back offensively? I have major question marks about that. But we know he can play a great defense. So they're going to be really strong up the middle with a lot of pitchers like Tyone, like Stroman, like Smiley, and Steele, who put the ball in play. That should help. So, But getting back to the team that's going to win the division, that's the Cardinals. There's no doubt about it. There's not much, to, as I said, not much to debate. Uh, everybody's going crazy about the kid Jordan Walker, but it's way beyond that. And Jordan Walker has a good chance to win Rookie of the Year. I'm going to give you a, an off-the-wall uh, MVP candidate. How about Tyler O'Neill? This is He's a way long shot. Tyler O'Neill is – let me see. I wrote this down. Tyler O'Neill is plus 12,500 to win the MVP. That's a big-time long shot. If I had five bucks to spare, I think Tyler O'Neill, who's always had a ton of potential, hit 25 – he was hurt last year, still at 25 home runs, still 16 bases. Now, if he's going to win an MVP – He's got to get the batting average on base up. I think he puts it all together this year. Obviously, they got Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, there's a lot to like about this team. Excellent speed with the you know with Edmund who can run, Walker can run. We talked about O'Neill. Um, it's it's just a really good team. I don't love their starting pitching, which is why I didn't pick them ultimately, as we'll get to to get to the World Series. Uh, but I like some of the arms in the pen. But they'll they'll win this division. Uh, National League West. Despite winning the division by over 20 games, I got the Padres winning in the West. Yeah, I'm probably getting caught up in prisoner in the moment. But, you know, the Dodgers, not to the same degree, but similar to the Yankees, I think the Dodgers are being overhyped based on the past. And I look at the Dodgers lineup, and I think, well, there's some question marks there. You know, J.D. Martinez is 36 years old. They've got David Peralta, Trace Thompson. In the outfield? Okay, good luck with that. Now, they got a couple of young guys in the middle with Rojas and Vargas, and if those guys put it together, then their lineup will be fine. But uh, I don't know. Don't love their lineup, and I think there's question marks in the back end of the rotation. Certainly a ton of question marks in the in the bullpen. I don't even know who's going to be their closer. I guess it's going to be Evan Phillips. He had a good year last year between Graterol and Vessia. You know, again, those guys did a good job. None of those guys have any legitimate closing experience. They've got a lot of injuries too. Their rotation's good. They'll still make the playoffs. But I just compared the bullpens and the lineup with the Padres, and I just like the Padres better. Now they got to put it all together. I think they will. Good manager. Uh, got enough in that rotation. Not as good as the as the Dodgers rotation. Good enough. I'll go with the Padres. Uh, I wanted to I, I thought maybe I'd pick the Diamondbacks to finish third, but ultimately I think the Giants are still better. Diamondbacks improved, but fourth, Rockies not good. They're fifth. Uh, finally, in the NL East, this was the toughest call between the Phillies, Mets, and Braves. They've all had some some bad luck here. The Phillies, obviously, if Bryce Harper's going to be out for a while, they've lost Reese Hoskins for the year towards ACL. The Mets have lost their closer, Edwin Diaz. Uh, huge injury there, as we all know. Um, Atlanta... They'll start with a couple of good bullpen arms, 
plus Kyle Wright uh, on the injured list to start the season. None of those injuries are considered that serious. But I do have some questions. I mean, when you look at the, the Braves, they're going to start two rookies this year in the rotation. Now, they've another team developed pitching well. But I do have some questions about that. I like their lineup, even without Vaughn Grissom making the team. I mean, they they got a really good lineup. And ultimately, uh, it was a tough call. The, uh, but I went with the Phillies, despite the injuries, to Hoskins and, and Harper. I still went with the Phillies because I still really like their lineup. And I, I like their rotation the most. I think Taiwan Walker stealing him from the Mets was a great addition. I like them one through three. Uh, I would stick with C- Sir Anthony Dominguez's closer over Kimbrell, but Kimbrell's still good. Jose Alvarado's a good pitcher. They got Gregory Soto in the pen. I like their bench. I got the Phillies finishing first, the Braves second, the Mets third, but I got all three making the playoffs. I was pretty chalk in the National League. Not, I mean, picking the Padres over the Dodgers, I guess is a little bold, maybe. I don't know if it's that bold, but um, I do have the same six teams making the playoffs. Phillies, Braves, Mets, Padres, Dodgers, and the Cardinals. Same six, just not the same division winners. Um, I don't love the back end of the Mets lineup. I really don't. You know, one through five, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, and McNeil. That's really good. I, You know, the rest of it, eh. They can get on base, though. The key for the Mets, and this is what's going to make them special if healthy come playoff time, is that you have Scherzer and Verlander. Now, they're old. Scherzer's going to be 39 this season. Verlander just turned 40. But, and this is a big but, baby got back. Max, that was really cringeworthy. Uh, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, if they're healthy in the playoffs, which I think, even though they're older, those guys, for the most part, you know, I know Verlander missed all season, but for the most part, when they've played, they've, like, outside of that missed season by Verlander, they've both been pretty healthy in recent years. If those two are healthy in the playoffs, the Mets will be very tough to beat. They'll go trade for another closer if Robertson can't lock it down. They've got good arms in the pen. While I am concerned about the back end of the Mets lineup, they'll make trades they need to make. Stevie Cohen has showed you that. I'm saying Stevie as if I know him. So, I have the Mets beating the Padres in the National League Championship Series. So, that would make it a Mets-Blue Jays World Series for me. Who's going to win the World Series? I'll get to that in a second. Now, let's talk MVP. Here's the thing. Shohei Otani, like, Aaron Judge had one of the greatest seasons ever, and you still could argue Shohei Otani should have won the MVP because he's a top 10 hitter and a top 10 pitcher. So you could argue it every year. So while he probably will win the MVP, I'm not going to bet on it. If I had to, to bet, I'm going to go with the seventh choice in the American League on the on Bet River. You go to Bet Rivers, you see all the futures odds, the over-unders, which I'm getting to, the MVP, the Cy Young, who's going to lead in home runs, who's going to everything. Go to Bet Rivers. Check it out. Trust me, any bet you want to make, they've got you covered. The seventh choice, according to Bet Rivers, Jose Ramirez, plus 1,600. I like it. I'll give you a couple of long shot MVP candidates if you want to throw a few ducats down. Byron Buxton at plus 4,000. If he stays healthy and the Twins make the playoffs, he's got all the talent. And then a way long shot, Randy Rosarena at plus 10,000. And don't go crazy, but you got a couple of bucks, not bad. 
National League MVP, I'm picking Ronald Acuna Jr., the Braves, fully healthy season. I think he's going 40-40 this year. He's plus 850, fourth choice in the National League. A couple other picks, a couple of long shots. This is not a huge long shot. Austin Riley, if Acuna doesn't do it, I could see Austin Riley at plus 1,300. But here's your long shots. Kyle Schwarber at plus 4,500, 18th. I could see him having a 50 home run season. And Tyler on the elementary before, plus 12,500. Again, long shots uh, at Bet Rivers, but I'd like to give you a few of those. AL Cy Young. My winner, Alex Manoa. I told you before, plus 1,300. I think it comes down to him and Shane Bieber. Uh, but Manoa had better odds, plus 1,300, Bieber plus 1,000, so I'd bet on Manoa. Long shot in the American League, Jose Urquidy of the Astros, plus 6,600. My NL Cy Young is uh, Julio Urias at plus 1,800. I'll give you a long shot of Blake Snell with the Padres. I think he's going to have a good year, plus 4,500. AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going with a guy who's not in the major leagues tomorrow to start the season. Orioles pitcher Grayson Rodriguez, starting the year in AAA. My prediction is he's up in two, three weeks and dominates. Plus 900. I'm going with him. Here's a completely off-the-board long shot that probably has no chance because he might not even pitch in the big leagues this year if possible. But I'll give you a way off the board. $2 on this one. Ben Joyce. You probably never even heard of him. He is a flame-throwing pitcher in the Angel system. If he comes up, he could be one of these guys that, like, electrifies baseball with a million strikeouts. National League Rookie of the Year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, Miguel Vargas of the Dodgers. He's one of the young guys that need to come through. I think he will, plus 750. A long shot guy who's starting the season in the minors. Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds, really good young third baseman. Their best prospect, their best hitting prospect. I think he'll be, they got a bad lineup. I think they'll call him up at some point. I can see him having a huge second half. All right, you're at, here's my over-unders. My top five over-unders. Cubs over 75 and uh, 78 and a half. I told you before, I think the Cubs finish in second. A little over 500. I think they're a 500 team at worst. Uh, Yankees under 95 and a half. I picked the Yankees to not win. I don't think anybody's going to win 96 games in the American League East. I think the division's too strong. Uh, so I'm taking the Yankees under 95 and a, 95 and a half. I mentioned that I thought the Brewers would go backwards, which is why I'm taking the Brewers under 84 and a half. I think at best they're a 500 team. Uh, they won't win 85 under 84 and a half. The twins over 84 and a half talked about it before I consider taking them. I think they're going to win high eighties this year. I think it's going to be close between them and the guardians. I think the twins finish a close second over 84 and a half. And I'll take the A's under 59 and a half. I mentioned before they will lose 110 plus games. Worst roster I've seen in forever. Under 59 and a half. So th- those are my picks. I- I'll give you a bonus one. I'll take the Guardians over 87 and a half. So I'll give you six. Cubs over 78 and a half. Yankees under 95 and a half. Brewers under, under 84 and a half. Twins over 84 and a half. A's under 59 and a half. Guardians over 87 and a half. And now. To conclude our Major League Baseball preview for 2023, I give you the World Series. It's the Blue Jays. It's the Mets. Both teams have had some success, right? It hasn't been that well. For the Mets, it's been a long time since they won a World Series, but I've seen it. It's been in my lifetime. Same for the Blue Jays, of course. I think 
that the Toronto Blue Jays shocked the world. As much as I, and this was tough because, like I said, I think Verlander and Scherzer could carry them to the World Series. But I love the Blue Jays rotation too. I think ultimately the depth of the rotation pulls it out. Blue Jays in seven. They win game seven. It's City Field in New York. The Mets will have home field advantage, and the Blue Jays will win a magnificent Game 7 over the Mets in the World Series to end the 2023 season. There you go. We'll keep track of this all year, see how I do. All right, I'll be back on Friday, on Friday's show. We'll have a lot to get into, including the start of the baseball season. The NBA playoffs right around the corner. We'll look ahead to the NCAA Tournament Final Four and a whole lot more as well. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing today. As always, I'll be back Friday. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.